In this Sikha, the Rebbe is going to be discussing a particular Rashi, that's a Diktuk Rashi, Rashi is discussing the grammar of a particular word. The Rebbe is going to be discussing the need for this Rashi, why Rashi brings the different proofs that he does bring for his Pirush, as well as some Heroes and Avoidas Hashem of Piderech Achsidus, of what the message of Rashi over here is. The Pasuk says in Parshas Vayelech that Moshe Rabbeinu is commanding the Levim and telling them, the Pasuk goes as follows, Lokoyach HaSefer HaToyrah HaZeh V'samtem Oisoy Mitzad Aroin, etc. Speaking about taking the Sefer Torah and putting it next to the Aroin that should remain there as a testimony. Rashi refers to this word Lokoyach and says that this word is Kemoy, it's like Zochoyr, Shomoyr, Holoich. Now some of Farshim explain, what Rashi is trying to explain, that the word Lokoyach is not a, uh, an expression of a command, but the word Lokoyach is in present tense. Similar to the words of Zochoyr and Shomoyr, which are things that need to be done constantly, to always remember, to always guard, and so on. So, so too over here, the word Lokoyach means they should be taking the Sefer Torah, it should always remain next to the Oroin, According to this, it seems to be that they understand that Rashi is explaining the reason why does Lokoyach say in this particular way, not as a command, but rather in a way of a present tense. It's to indicate that it's an ongoing, constant thing. The difficulties, however, with this are, number one, if that's the case, Rashi should have clearly said that it's Loshan Hoiva. Rashi should have clearly said that it's something that needs to be ongoing. And the question also is, what needs to be ongoing exactly? It's definitely not the taking that needs to be ongoing. The Sefer Torah will need to be, remain constantly next to the orange. So why is the word Lokoyach said in a present tense? Also, the Rebbe asks, why when Rashi chooses the three examples, he says, Zohar, Shomer, and then Holoich, if seemingly the word Holoich is in Parshas Noyach way before these other words, Zohar and Shomer, appear in the Torah. From this, the Rebbe learns that Rashi is actually not coming to tell us why Lokoyach says in the present tense. Rather, what Rashi is trying to prove is that even though it says it in this particular tense, Lokoyach, yet it could be a command. You should take. The word Lokoyach, the Rebbe says, is the root letters of that verb of taking. So usually when we would look at that word, Lokoyach, we might not understand that it means a command. Rashi is coming to prove that it could mean a command, that they should go ahead and take the Sefer Torah. Based on this, the first thing the Rebbe explains immediately is why the word Holoich in one of Rashi's examples appears last. Because the word Holoich in Parshas Noyach is not what Rashi is referring to. Because Holoich in Parshas Noyach is actually not a command. It's referring to the water in the Mabel, how the water, water was going and how it was receding. Rashi is specifically choosing words that are a command. And therefore Rashi is actually referring to a word Holoich that appears much later in Tanakh, after the words Zohar and Shomer, which have already appeared earlier in Chumash. But if that's the case, we need to understand, first of all, why does Rashi need to have three psukim, three proofs, Zohar, Shomer, and Holoich? And also, if Zohar and Shomer appeared already earlier in the Torah several times, why did Rashi not explain over there 
that it's actually a command, that even though it says it in this particular um, form of this verb, zochoyr, shomoyr, that it could be a command. And if you don't need to explain it over there, why does Rashi find it necessary for the word lakoyach to explain that it is a command like these other words? So the Rebbe says the explanation is as follows. Usually when we find a word being said in this particular form, just the, sh- the root words, the mucker, the source wor- uh, letters of this particular verb, usually it does not mean an action or a command. And we will try to see it just in its abstract form. For example, lakayach would just mean taking. We're not giving an instruction to take. When it comes to the words zochoyr and shomoyr, there's really no other way of explaining it other than a command. Because it's coming to tell us a mitzvah, to remember, whether it's to remember the day of Shabbos, to guard the day of Shabbos and not to work, or other times when these psukim are used, it's always being used as a command. So we have no other choice. Rashi doesn't even have to explain that it's a command because that's a simple way of understanding those psukim. But whenever we see the verb written in this way only with those root letters and we can, if possible, explain that it's not referring to an action or a command, that would be the preference. So when it comes to the word lokoyach, when it comes to the word lokoyach, seemingly we could just translate it as taking, not you shall take. And in fact, the way we would read the Pasuk would be, when the Torah is taken, so then it should be placed next to the Oroin. Why would that even be a better way of understanding the Pasuk? Because actually earlier on, Rashi already said that the Bnei Yisrael were concerned when Shevet Levi is being given the Sefer Torah, the Yidna are concerned, why are you Moshe Rabbeinu making Shevet Levi, giving them power and rulership and ownership over the Torah? So maybe it even makes more sense to say, Lokoyach, whenever the Sefer Torah is taken, we're not telling Shevet Levi to take the Sefer Torah. When the Sefer Torah will be taken by whomever it's taken, then it should be placed next to the Orin. So in other words, again, when we have the word Lokoyach, or any time we find just the root letters of a verb, we would prefer, if possible, translating it not as a command. And therefore, Rashi needs to come along and tell us, no, it is a command, just like Zohar, Shomoyer and Holoich. Why does Rashi need all three proofs? So the Rebbe says in each one of these, one, in each one of these by itself, we may argue and say that maybe it's not a real act or a command to do a physical act. And therefore we need to prove from all three together that it could be used once we see all three of them together, it will help us understand that it could be used in any specific context, even as a command, we could use this form of the verb. So for starters, when it comes to remembering, the concept of remembering is not a physical act. It's remembering with our minds. Ruchni is the type of, of rem- uh, uh, command, and therefore we may say that yes, for Zohar you could use the, the, that verb in that way, even if it's not a command, but we could still use it in the abstract form because it's not a real action. So Rashi needs a proof from the word Shomer, which Shomer is really a negating and saying we're not going to do something, so it's not very much of a physical act on the one hand, but it's still dealing with an action, a real proper action. I'm stopping myself from doing an action. But again, the problem would be, I'm not actually doing something. I'm only stopping myself from doing something. So Rashi comes along with a third proof from the word haloich. Haloich is physically walking, physically going. 
But even halich itself is also a problem. Because we could say halich doesn't mean going with your feet. The two times that it says halich later in Tanakh, or some of the times that it says, is halich v'dibarta. God Hanavi speaking to do, at, at being told to go to David HaMelech. Yirmiyahu Hanavi being told, halich v'karasa ba'azna Yerushalayim. Possibly in these places it doesn't even mean physically going. It means mentally prepare yourself for what you're going to tell David or for what you're going to tell uh, the people of Yerushalayim. In fact, in this pasuk about Yirmiyah going to Yerushalayim, it would make even more sense to say it that way because Yirmiyah was in Yerushalayim already. He doesn't have to go anywhere. So we might then say that Halich is also not a physical act. Halich is only a preparation to a different act. I'm going to go and call, I'm going to call out or I'm going to speak to someone. So the halich is more of a mental preparation. And therefore Rashi needs the proof from Zohar and Shomer, which are not said as an introduction or preparation for something else, but the command is in them itself. So again, just to summarize in the meantime we were up to, is that the Rebbe is saying that in each one of these things by itself, we may argue and come along and say that it's not an actual and command for a particular action that is being told over here with this verb, and only once we have all three together could we understand that the term in this in the form of this verb could also be used when it is a command, like in our case, Lokoyach, go ahead and take the Sefer Torah. The problem, however, is Rashi seemingly could have just given us two examples, and the Rebbe is going to explain why. We can't just use two examples, because in each one of them, we're always going to find a common denominator, which is not going to be the case by Lokoyach. And therefore, Rashi is going to need the third word to prove that it's not that common theme that allows us to use this form of the verb as a command. So so the Rebbe explains, if we would have just used Zohar and Shomer, both of them are not physical actions. Again, Zohar is more of a spiritual action. Shomer is just telling you not to do something. So therefore Rashi comes along and says, Haloich, Haloich is a physical action. You're going and doing something. So, we could, so this type of verb could even be used by a physical action. If I just used Zacher v'Haloich, I could have argued and said, well, both of these are very spiritual actions. Um, because again, Zacher is remembering. Haloich could be just mentally preparing myself for something, but Shomoir is not a spiritual action. I'm actually stopping myself from doing a very physical, real action. So again, I need the third example of Shomoir in this case. If I would only choose Shomoir and Haloich, we would say both of them in some way are preparing me for something else. Either, again, preparing myself mentally to speak to someone, or Shomer, the idea of Shomer is I'm guarding myself, I'm not doing something so I don't end up doing um, a negative thing, as in the case of Shabbos and so on. And therefore Rashi brings another proof from Zohar, which is not a preparation for something else, but it's a command in and of itself. So bottom line from all of this is, again, just to summarize the main Nukudu before we go to Yenish Torah, is that the Rebbe is saying is that Rashi is trying to tell us on the word, a to take the Sefer Torah, that it is a command, even though it's written in the form of the source of the root letters of the word. And Rashi is bringing three proofs to show that it could actually be used even when it's being given as a command. So now the Rebbe goes to Yenish Torah. And specifically connecting it to the time of Aseris Yimei Tshuva. The Rebbe says, it's explained in other places, that when a command is coming in this particular way, in an expression of a mucker of the source, 
It's also an indication that when we are doing this action, it needs to be not only done with our physical actions, but we need to go to our own source and our soul. That means going to our deepest level of our willpower and to our koichos, that are our faculties that are completely higher than our normal faculties, to the source of all our faculties. In Aserisim Etshuva, this is the time that our mocker, that our source is shining, our Yechidah Shebenefesh. And this is what Rashi is hinting to, that this level of the Yechidah that's shining in Aserisim Etshuva, although it's on the level of mocker of source, nevertheless, it's also a command to go ahead and do something. We need to act upon it, bring down the source into our everyday activities, into all of our faculties. And this is hinted in the three words of Zochoyr, Shomoyr, and Haloich. Zohar is usually connected with our memory and our mind. Generally our Chabad, our intellect. Shomwer, Chazar tells us many times, is associated with our heart. Guarding in our heart, which is associated with our medias, our feelings. And Holech, to walk, is connected to our actions. Rashi is telling us we need to take the Yechidah of our Nefesh, the source. But the idea is that it has to impact all of our faculties, from the highest ones to the very, very lowest ones. Another hint that Rebbe says, which this will explain even more, the connection to the particular posse, and connecting it to Shabbos Tshuva. The Rebbe says the idea of the revelation of the source, the Yechidah Shabbat in Aseris Tshuva is expressed in Tshuva. When we do Tshuva with our Yechidah, this is called Tshuva Elah, the deepest and highest level of Tshuva. Now what's Tshuva Elah? Tshuva Elah is not for Avera, it's for sins. Tshuva Elah is about a person reconnecting on the deepest and highest level with Hashem that's usually achieved through Torah. So this is the hint in our Parsha, that the Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, You take the Torah, and we're going to this level of the mocker, the source. In other words, in our Avodah Hashem, this is referring to the Tshuva that's coming from the deepest part of our Neshama, and how is it done? Through Torah. And where do we bring it down? Again, into Zohar, Shomer, and Holoch, into all of our faculties, starting from our intellect down to our emotions and down to our Koyach HaMaisa. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, Zohar, Shomer, and Holoch could also be a hint to the three garments of thought, speech, and action individually, because Zohar is, is usually done with our mouth, and Shomer is in our heart, which is Machshava, and Holoch is again the action. And the Rebbe says, and mainly through action, we become the Mahalich. We become also in a way of going higher and higher. And as the Pasuk says, the Ebishter will go amongst us as a result of this. And take us to the Gula immediately.